ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. AgriFutures Australia has identified the crocodile sector as an industry with a lot of potential and has this month launched a five-year plan for it. To learn more, Matt Brand spoke with Dr Sally Isberg, who's one of the co-authors of the report and also the Managing Director for the Centre for Crocodile Research. The purpose of an R&D plan is to get a whole of industry take on where the major problems within their production systems are and like where the you know, where the inefficiencies are and where the opportunities are for Australia to be more competitive in its product and its product placement and, its, and ultimately our export markets. So the purpose of the research plan was to be able to go out to industry and collect information from those people who are you know, experiencing it on the ground to identify where those opportunities are. And so what are the problems facing the croc industry at the moment? Well, the largest one is definitely around animal welfare, just, you know, the concerns raised by consumers and just making sure that we do meet our consumer um, expectations of, of how the product is achieved. And Australia by far leads the world on that. We've got a code of practice that we're currently updating. Uh, we're, we're leading the world in the actual research into the, the best way to house and keep and, and farm and raise uh, our crocodiles. But that's definitely the major threat that the industry faces is, is animal activist attack. Um, but also, you know, things like environmental sustainability. So corporate social responsibility uh, ranks the highest priority for all the all the respondents to the surveys that we put out. And just on respondents, how hard is it to write a research and development plan for this industry uh, in that it's an industry that often shares very little information about itself? Uh, probably... For those of us that are sort of working within the industry, I think that it, the information is actually quite available. Um, you're right, it is. it can be a little bit of a, a funny industry to get information out of, but it's like anything, it's all about relationships and, you know, building trust. So we actually had a really good engagement uh, with our survey. Because I just look at the paper, Sally, and the most recent stat on the value of the industry is from 2014. So that's a decade ago. Yeah, look, and that's that's just purely down to, um, you know, priorities at the time of, of the industry. So we have a Crocodile Farmers Association of the Northern Territory and one of the other areas of the R&D plan that was identified was to get those statistics updated. Yep. So, you know, again, it was identified, but it's all down to, you know, priority levels and, you know, what's the next cab off the rank? There, We are a small industry, so ultimately there's only a small number of hands doing the majority of the carrying. So, yeah, it's, it's been identified, Matt, but it's, it's not a, an industry weakness having, having stats like that. Uh, that outdated. We just need to get onto it. Would you agree this is an industry that lacks transparency? I don't think so any more than any other industry or business 
to be honest, Matt. Um, we, as I said, we're leading the way on things like animal welfare. Our production stats can be quite easily obtained off the CITES trade database and through our, our federal government uh, reporting channels. You know, I think it's sort of like, you know, if you go into any business and say we want to see behind the doors, mm. they're going to go, ah, well, hang on, what's what's going on here? So, no, I, I think it's as transparent as any other business. It's just that it's, I don't know, because it's crocodiles, maybe people feel that it should be a bit more open gate, but there's still the same biosecurity and quarantine and um, you know, animal welfare measures that need to be put in place as well. So, yeah, I don't agree with that. Uh, for you, Sally, what yep. does success look like from this plan? Success to me looks like an industry that has increased export sales and the ultimate way to achieve that is to maintain that natural animal leathers are by far superior to any faux leather products that's on the market. So all of the, the faux leather markets uh, products that are on the market all have some level of petrochemicals in them. So the whole animal activist argument around plant-based proteins and leathers being, uh, you know, a, a suitable alternative is, is not, not correct. They are not as long-wearing, they are not as durable, and they will end up in landfill a lot earlier. Whereas, you know, crocodile leather products, they are durable, they're long-wearing, and they are just beautiful products to, to, to have and to, to use. They, yeah, they're just amazing, amazing products. So that, to me, is what success looks like moving forward. And is it a good time to be in the croc industry? Yeah, I think so. Again, I think we're, le- we're leading the way in terms of our animal welfare standards and the opportunity to continue to set what the best practice looks like. Uh, you know, uh, export demand is still very strong. Uh, we're lucky that the saltwater crocodile product is far superior to the Nile crocodile or, uh, or American alligator product. So our product will always be purchased above uh, those ones. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, a very optimistic industry to be involved in. And that was that was also reflected through the RDNE plan. Dr. Sally Isberg, one of the co-authors of the Australian Crocodile Industry R&D plan. Uh, she also says that crocodile fat is currently being demanded by the beauty industry. Mm-hmm.